What I love is that I get to have a do-over, but before we get into that, Burner Boy featuring Ladysmith Black Mambazo with Glory. This is an incredible album, by the way, newest album uh, by Burner Boy. Been bopping it for the last couple of weeks, and it's got a little bit of everything for everyone, especially that collaboration, uh, very heartfelt. Uh, I get to do a do-over with uh, Patricio Ndatsela, who is uh, the International Fund for Animal Welfare Director out in Malawi and Zambia. Good morning to you once again, Patricio. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to uh, chat to us. And uh, even though we're entering the conversation by looking at Kasunga National Park out in Malawi, uh, this being one of the biggest natural parks in the Sadak region, am I I not mistaken? Yeah, wonderful and uh, the second largest in Malawi, mm-hmm. um, uh, that's Kasungu National Park. Um, it used to have lots of animals. Mm. And uh, uh, virtually by 2015, we had most of the species uh, going extinct, mm. including the elephants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before we even uh, talk about sort of the threat to wildlife, because there is a real intangible threat to wildlife, but this park, Kasungu, uh, was also favored by by the country's very first president. Am I uh, informed correctly? And and what endeared it to <laughs> President Banda so so much? <laughs> yeah, but basically um, that that park, um, I think. Is um, is actually is, I think in in his home district and ah. um, closer closer to where he built his um, his place of residence, Kasungu mm. uh, Kasungu district, and obviously uh, he had a very uh, great passion for for conservation uh, to the extent that uh, I think Elojo was built in Kasungu, mm-hmm. and and that Kasungu National Park was one of the the best you know. Places, tourist places to visit, uh, due to the uh, number of wildlife and other species that were there. Mm, mm, mm. Now, doubling mm, back mm, to mm. Um, you know the threat to wildlife, uh, we are seeing various factors threatening wildlife, wildlife patterns, and uh, of course, uh, you, you know, um, wildlife areas across. No, it's not just a problem that's happening. You know, in in Zambia and Malawi, it's it's something that we're seeing all over South Africa, all over the continent, all over the world. Wildlife species are being threatened. The spaces of living are being encroached on more and more um, by us, and and that is threatening you you know future generations. You you're right. You're you're correct. I think globally, wildlife is under threat. Mm. Uh, Especially the elephant, um, mm. the black rhino. These iconic species, these are hunted uh, because of, uh, I think, their ivory and also the, the horns that they have. So Malawi has not been spared at all. Um, mm. We heard this poaching for some time. And, and basically the poaching um, has been the major factor that has caused most of these species uh, to go extinct, um, even though there are some climate factors mm. uh, that must have also contributed uh, uh, to the to the extinction of some of the wildlife species. Mm. Um, but basically, poaching has been a major threat in the world, and in Malawi has not been spared. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. What, what safeguards are you, um, you know, you, yourselves at the International Fund for Animal Welfare, as well as just various stakeholders within the uh, animal and environmental sectors, what safeguards and conversations are you having around sort of turning the tide on the threat that is seeing the uh, extinction of not just the elephant, but the black rhino as well? Yeah, actually, um, I4, that's International Fund for An- Animal Welfare's uh, major agenda mm. is, is to create spaces where both wildlife and human beings thrive together. Mm. Um, in, in this regard, in this regard, uh, first and foremost, is the, uh, our activities on endangering the communities being the, uh, the line, the first line of defense. Mm. Uh, unless communities see some economic benefits from the activities of conservation, it becomes so challenging uh, to convince them that uh, uh, the, the reserve uh, or the park, rather the species that we have, both Malan and Zambia, mm. are uh, important economically, as you are aware, uh, that the, you know all these animals, when they get out, the first people they meet, uh, the, uh, those who live goes out of the boundaries of the park, and then uh, comes the, the issue of human wildlife conflict. Mm. So you got to see how best you you mitigate that. We put a fence in that regard to make sure that um, that conflict is mitigated. But also, we have uh, built a lot of capacity in the law enforcement staff, mm. make sure that they can work 24/7 to combat wildlife crime. Mm. Um, we have also um, embraced the uh, trans, uh, trans-border cooperation coordination, uh, Zambia and Malawi, mm. uh, to make sure that uh, I think we we remain aligned to the ideals of combating wildlife crime. We meet quite frequently. We basically aligning ourselves with the study treaty on anti-poaching strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is in place, but also. We, we make sure that the, uh, between between the, uh, the countries themselves, there is a, a capacity built of the judiciary and prosecutor so that they can understand and interpret the conservation law uh, so that those who basically you know infringe on the laws uh, of wildlife management, um, especially those that poach, mm. are brought to book appropriately. Yeah, but also, but also we... We, we 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 make sure that we, I, I think we, uh, we learn from each other around the Sadiq uh, countries. We make sure that we, we we continue to fight the crime together. In Malawi, for instance, um, the laws that govern wildlife conservation have been strengthened, mm-hmm. and so in the Zambian side, I to make sure that those carpets um, are properly, you know, brought uh, to book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patricio, thank you so much for uh, chatting uh, to us this morning. That was Patricio. Uh, Kasungu National Park in Malawi is definitely a must visit. Um, and uh, this park is actually relatively easy for us to uh, drive through, have a little bit of a self-drive, a little bit of a visit. There is a lodge also, um, as well as a uh, camping site that is designated within the Kasungu Park. Um, and you can reach it. So the next time you are in Lilongwe, Maybe you might just want to hire a car and then drive through the park and check it out. That was our guest, the destination for this morning. And by the way, speaking of uh, inter-border migration of... um you know, of animals. There was this fascinating story that I remember coming across uh, 
just a couple of years ago about the Chobe, is it, is it the Chobe National Park in the northern Botswana? I stand to be corrected, but I think it is the Chobe National Park in northern Botswana, which is, the park in itself is in excess of, I think, about 11, 12,000 square meters, if memory recalls. And it's become quite the sanctuary sanctuary for for elephants in particular. They self-migrate. Um, you know, park rangers started noticing that elephants are self-migrating into the park. They are crossing um, the Namibian border and crossing the border from Zimbabwe, coming into Botswana because they felt safer within the parameters of that particular park. They could thrive, um, you know, they could freely roam with their kids. There was ample food. Um, and you know that elephants are amongst the smartest of mammals. I often argue even smarter than human beings. Um and this park right now has in excess at any given time uh, roughly over 130,000 elephants that are in this particular Chobe uh, Botswana National Park that migrate to and from as and when they need to because that is where they feel the safest. How fantastic is that? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's uh, fast approaching 22, 9 o'clock. I know he's eagerly standing by on the other side of this. Uh, we're going to take a quick one and then we get into Nico, our petrol head, talking all things cars.